So yeah. Z just goes by Z, and he's okay with that. But I love Z. He's one of my favorite people here because he's totally chill. That's good. Have you met him? I know. You need to meet him, Saron. He's in Dublin. It doesn't right? matter. Call okay. him up one day. Say, hey, I'm from Ethiopia too. Okay. You guys will, you guys will chat and catch up. Rotations is all about allowing interesting people the opportunity to share their opinions and ideas. Some listeners and viewers may find the ideas and content to express distributing or obje objectionable. Rotations is pre-recorded in front of a live audience. Hello everybody, this is Dr. Todd Fredericks at the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, and uh, we have the distinct pleasure of speaking with someone who many of you will be familiar with uh, from your studies, uh, Armando Hassadugan. It's a second segment, and I'm going to give it over to Ryan Schrapp, our host today, and he's going to introduce our spots, and then we're going to go back into this uh, wonderful discussion with Armando. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Ryan Schrapp, I'm OMS2. Today we're back with Armando Hassadugan who is a intern physician and also... Dr. Hasadugan. Dr. Hasadugan. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also provides illustrations via YouTube to help educate um, other uh, physicians. Our spots today are Harsh Patel and Saron Chakol. Um, so everyone, welcome to the show. Um, so, Armando, let's uh, get back into it. Um, we left off kind of explaining your last episode, you kind of explained your whole process of how you make a video, how you respond to comments, um, and how you come up with an idea to even how to make an episode in the first place. Um, so now what, what is your favorite episodes that you've done and kind of why are they your favorite? Um, so my favorite episodes, um, I wouldn't say episode, but I would say series of videos I've done is on um, immunology. Um, so, I mean, it, funnily enough, I don't know why, but I I was so fat. I'm just so fascinated by the immune system. Mm -hmm. I it was actually it was my uh, second year of biomedical science. I didn't even have the topic. This is weird. I didn't even study the topic. I just decided to study it by myself just mm -hmm. because I thought it was really cool. And so I, and there was nothing on, there was nothing on, you know, online about it on YouTube. Not, well, not much anyway. And I started doing these illustrations. I started looking at nature journals as like a, um, inspiration because they do a lot of, they have a lot of diagrams that uh, about the immune system. And so I just created these series, um, you know, um, called the immunology map, and it's basically a story about how the immune system works when you, when when trauma happens to the skin. Because really, I feel like a lot of people don't understand it, but it's actually really simple. I think it's pretty easy if you like make a story out of it and you know simplify it in so, uh, in, a, in a visual sense. Um, so, I, to me, that's my favorite sort of video series. So. Armando, I'm going to give a shameless plug here for a book I'm reading right now called The Great Influenza, which is, because I'm a public health-oriented guy, I, I'm really concerned about pandemic flu and other diseases, which ties in what you're talking about. But it was stuff that you did, um, hemagglutinin and aramidases, that I was thinking about when I'm reading this book, and it ties in, and it's a wonderful compliment um, to understanding really complex topics. Because when I went through medical school, I didn't... I, I, I tell students now, my INI... 
uh, infection immunology text was about a quarter of an inch thick, and now there are textbooks that are three inches thick on INI. That's how radically it's changed in 25 years in terms of our understanding of these things. And it's a really great to have these resources that can help different types of learners kind of put their head around it. And I know it's helped me. Uh, your work com complimentary with books I'm reading and stuff. And so that's, it's very cool to see that because these are really, I don't know, I don't know if I could have mastered it now, what's what's involved in our in infection and immunology. It's so complicated. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very deep and weighty stuff. Yeah, but but I should say, like, I still don't understand it, like, a lot. <laughs> I don't think anybody amazing. does. <laughs> I feel it's very, like, it's it's very cool, so... Yeah. Armando, do you still know all the cytokines for each uh, inflammatory cell? <laughs> Look, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, but I did admit, like, like I, I do want to highlight that, you know, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, there are things that I still remember uh, a lot, like, you know, things that I remember from, from my videos that, still, that are still stuck in my head. And the good thing about this is that you know, and I feel like the good thing about, you know, visual learners is that you really, I guess you really only have to look at an image that you've done or, or something and it will all come back. You just have to sift through, sift through it instead of reading text. So for example, if I look, if I look to my, if I looked over my immunology map for like a few minutes or like a half an hour, it, you know, a lot of it will trigger yeah. my brain all these small, you know, yeah. my memories on that video. So I think I'm kind yeah. of a similar way. I use, um, like sketchy medical a decent amount. And like, yeah. if I just picture the, you know, the picture in my head and I know there's a red light bulb with a B and like, okay, then this one's beta hemolytic, you know, it's like just <laughs> weird how different, you know, like an image is a lot easier to scan through in your head than, you know, trying to remember text and stuff like that. Yeah. You just open up a nice segue for me. So Armando, I just checked your, your analytics. You're like at 800,000 subscribers. So yeah. has YouTube sent yeah. you a nice little uh, plaque with a with a silver or gold uh, button? Well, I, they've sent me a silver one, which is very nice of them. So that's, uh, <laughs> Have they flown you to YouTube headquarters yet to tell, tell them how it's done? Because you and Casey, you're like half of Casey Neistat, who is like the number one YouTube guy, right? So uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, 800,000 subscribers? Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good because... And one of the good things about educational videos um, is that it's ongoing. I mean, people mm. will constantly, um, you know, people are constantly coming through. People are constantly watching it and sub subscribing. Not to say that there'll be 800,000 people watching the video, one like every video I, I, I upload, but at least it's creating a bit of a following, ongoing following, which is great. Do you feel any kind of pressure because of that? That's a good question. No, no, not at all. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm literally, I, I do this because I enjoy it. I do this because I'm passionate about it. And the people that watch it, um, it's, it, you know, like obviously the nice comments and stuff, it gives me more motivation to do uh -huh. it. But I was, uh, but I don't think, but, but obviously there is a part of me that always wants to make it a good video and want people to like it. Yeah. Um, but again, that, you know, that, that, that in itself, getting more views and stuff. Also, you need to know about, you know, what tags you should put in and, and you know, you have to understand the analytics a lot better, which I really don't. But anyway, that's, a, that's another story. Hey, I've got a, I've got a process question. Since you don't su take suggestions, I'm going to give you a shameless suggestion. Um, so, so the thing is, Armando, is how are – so we have HIPAA here, which is, of course, patient privacy protection laws in the United States. I'm sure the Australians have something very similar. Could you, yeah. for, could you foresee as an attending physician – someday being able to illustrate complex cases as case report formats? Yeah, 
that that that's that's actually one of my ideas. I mean, I've had that. Yeah, definitely. I th I think it's possible. I mean, I feel like all you have to do is um, maybe change the story a little bit, or obviously not mention the name. Um, and if you do, and if you have, and and and, and if you're using X-rays and imaging, then uh, like if you're going to use the actual patient's images, then you probably have to ask for consent and everything. Yeah, but I feel like that's a that's not a that's not a hot process. Yeah, the reason why I ask is, uh, the re and why I'm not afraid to share this with you is because your illustrations are your illustrations. I can't, I can't copy your hand and your brain. So I know that you will, you will have that intellectual property. But I'm, a lot of our education is progressive revelation of facts about a case. So students have to work through what would they do. And it might be helpful at some point as you develop these, this, this um, compendium of interesting cases to walk through and talk about the process of taking a patient who presents through evaluation, diagnosis, and ultimately treatment. I think it'd be really compelling to watch that in whiteboard illustration format, illustrated. It's just something that came to my mind. Yeah, actually, I should mention this now. I mean, I'm, I'm going to um, do a bit of promotion for a for one of my favorite uh, resources. Please do. So I'm, I'm sure you know New England Journal of Medicine. Sure. Um, so they have a section on there called Interactive uh, Learning. Mm -hmm. And basic, I would really recommend it. Um, it's basically where you click on a, 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 basically a case, and you literally go through a case from start to finish, how they presented, history examination, and things will unfold during the case. And you will learn about, you know, the disease or the or the operation or whatever and and it's multiple choice as well it's not whiteboard learning like it's not like an animation but it's but it's very visual it's very visual and very informative and obviously they've started doing this um, and it's and you know I really want to and I haven't really contacted them but you know I'd really love to do something like that and as you said have videos included into incorporated into that sort of case learning because I think I think it's great, and and I fully agree with you. You know, you know, getting students to understand what the process is like, understanding those concepts, and you know, like way of thinking would be, you know, really really helpful. I think. Armando, when we're done, I'm going to send you an email, and we'll hit you up for the links of that stuff because I like to put them in the show notes as a resource. Because hopefully, people listen to this and they'll have a bunch of things, including your website, of course, to key in on if they've never heard about you, and then they'll be able to access that. That'd be awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, Armando, do you, I, I, you said you don't feel any pressure of like your content process stuff. Do you feel pressure to put videos out at like a timely place, timely pace? Yeah. I, so I, yeah, I do feel a bit pressured. I feel there's this bit of, um, see, I don't feel pressured by the, I, like, it's, it's weird. Like I, so it's like after a while, if I don't upload any content or don't, you know, upload something on Instagram or on Facebook, I do feel a sense of guilt um, <laughs> for what, like, you know, for Armando Hasurungan, this sort of uh, business or, like, um, website I've created. Um, yeah, so I feel this sense of guilt. And so, yeah, I mean, I do always try to make, try to upload once a week a video. That's not, sometimes that's not possible. Um, but, yeah, once a week is my aim. And if not, I would try to upload once a week on Instagram um, so on that note, you know, I, when I do make videos, I really do try to make a lot at once. And so I can put them on private and then upload them once a week if I'm running behind, for example. It's a challenge for anybody on social media platforms to do that. You just, 
you, you, the clock is relentless. You know, the weeks go by and you got a day job. And so you're trying to do your day job and be proficient at it. And then all of a sudden there's this demand out there. I totally understand that, Armando. And not to the degree you have it because you've got a big audience that really looks forward to hearing, just seeing what you uh-huh. do. Well, well, I don't like, I don't think that people are wait like i don't think people are waiting there on i am computers this week. <laughs> okay. i guarantee you there's people over there in the classrooms that are waiting for you to put something else oh, out okay. that's cool that's yeah. that's so that, i feel so happy to hear that okay <laughs> well no, no one wants to read a textbook right i mean it's yeah, like just I as you found it. I mean, it's so much easier to watch a picture and watch that flow and sit back and process it and it's more integrative and you know what really gets me about this conversation Armando's looking at New England Journal. We're looking at his stuff from Australia. What we're seeing is with the with the advent of the World Wide Web and the Internet and social media platforms, a standardization of medical education and medical care that means that just like I found when I was in Iraq, I had no worries about going to an Australian physician or a Brit physician. I knew that they're stand, that they're we're cross pollinating all the time about best ideas and best concepts, and so maybe their meds are a little different. They're doing the same type of medicine we are. Yeah, you know, and so this kind of weird learning thing that's going on now, where we're taking the best ideas we can find globally, that means that ultimately people will see a standard of care that in some parts of the world has not been there, but will be there because their doctors will be checking in on advanced countries that have resources, learning from them and incorporating it in their own unique way in their environment. That means a good thing for everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Makes sense though, because. More or less, patients are going to have the same problems in each country, you know. So it's very common. The medical education should be more or less the same in each country, probably. Very similar, right? That's true. Although, do you have paracetamol in Australia? Yeah, we do. No we one has paracetamol, paracetamol here, right? <laughs> 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 paracetamol, we do. Yeah. Harsh, do you have any other question? Do you have another question? Uh, yeah. I'm hijacking so, from Ryan. <laughs> uh, so I know you said you sometimes feel pressure and you're by yourself working. Have you ever thought about like collaborating? Because I know there are, like, other people out there on the YouTube and, like, everywhere else that, like, kind of do the same thing. Not, like, similar to, like, hand drawing, but I wasn't sure if you ever thought about, like, maybe collaborating with someone else. Yeah. um, Good question. I have, and I have in the past. So, as you know, I mean, the... The, the one that's really, that soon will be number one when YouTube Medical, Osmosis. I've collaborated with them um, in the past, and they're really, they're a bunch of really great people. I mean, I'm still in touch with them, really, really nice people. Um, we sort of share, we sort of feature, feature each other on our channels. Um, I gave them a shout out, and they gave me a shout out in one of their videos, I think. Um, so there's that. I mean, I've collaborated, I think, with Khan Academy in the past, although that's, uh, that I, I think Khan Academy Medicine actually uh, died out a few years ago, although some of their content still exists. No, there's no Khan Academy Medicine ongoing per se. Um, so I do collaborate, but it's, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's really hard to, in this sense, because, um, you know, we, we're both different sort of, the, the only thing we can do is really give, give, give each other shout outs because we, we, we're both different in terms of um, how we do the video and how we, um, you know, present, um, um, you know, the visuals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and I mean, I've, obviously I've been offered, uh, there's also other people that wanted to collaborate in terms of bringing me into their team to do illustrations, for example, but, you know, I feel like I can't do that. <laughs> um, um, and also, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. 
Marmondo, why did Khan Academy Medicine die? And there's a, there's a follow-up question for this or an observation. Why do you think it died? Oh, look, I don't know if it's my, my position to say it, really. I it's an I opinion. Well, no, well, I, I mean, I have talked, I have talked, I have sp- sorry, I've spoken to the, the Khan Academy um, people that used to, uh, people that used to work for Khan Academy Medicine. Um, I'm, I'm unsure, but I think partly it was probably to do with funding, partly, I mm. think. Um, and maybe I think the structure wasn't right. But I'm not sure. Yeah. I, well, see, so you have these pioneers, right? Because I did. I watched a lot of Khan Academy too, and they had an interesting illustration system, uh, very informative. And I, for especially for math and physics, I really like Khan Academy yeah, uh, for good. complex concepts. But I'm wondering if we're seeing this as as social media platforms uh, evolve, so to speak. I wonder if people just are expecting a higher level of quality, and at some point, creators are really going to be under the gun because funding is a huge deal. I mean. To create well, you have to have time, and you have to be able to still buy the buy the top ramen to eat and feed yourself, right? I mean, if you if, if you don't have income stream, you can't really focus entirely on creativity. And I wonder if that's just the natural process of social media in this area that the expectations are going to get higher and higher about the type of quality of production that comes out. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that just reminds me. I think part of the reason, I mean. A small part of the reason for Khan Academy was that I don't know if you've like I, I've noticed it, but there was a, a lot of uh, illustrators doing the medical topics, and they all they all were the quality was all different. Yeah, like some for were sure. Excellent, some were like there were there were different people, different ways they presented and draw. Um, so I think that was very inconsistent, um, uh, and not that that's a bad thing because people still watch it and stuff. But I guess that's part of the small mistake. Yeah, I don't know. Now, we're just dealing in the hypothetical because it's interesting to watch as these products uh, develop over time and what makes us a long what, – what, what are the factors of longevity in something? And I know it seems intuitive, good, high production value, high content value, everything's people look at this stuff. But just as you see it, that if you're not on your game all the time, you can lose audience and pretty soon your, yeah. your product isn't working, right? Well, you know, part of, the re- part, part of social media now is that um, – People, I think, like to follow you because they like you as a person. Um, so, well, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, like there's, there's, there's people on, um, you know, YouTube like PewDiePie and all those people. Like people follow them because they, they like the individual. So I'd like to, I'd like to. I'm saying I don't understand PewDiePie. I've watched his episodes, and I do not understand how he nails all those people. But they just, they do, they dig him, don't they? I don't understand it. It's a weird concept to me. He's not impersonal. It's just yeah, but like really that, that many people. Um, yeah, but I'd like to think that people follow and stuff, um, and there's longevity because people like you know like you or the channel as a yeah. Oh yeah. well, I mean, I think they at least would like the way that you teach, right? And that's probably the main reason why they're going to stick with you because as long as you don't teach, you don't change your teaching style. I don't see why people would change from watching your stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, also. Well, are they? You think they're hungering for relationship? I mean, honestly, someone's teaching you. This is something I struggle with as an educator is we flip classrooms, the, the sort of distance created between the instructors and the students. And I wonder if it isn't part of that. I think people naturally kind of want a relationship with their teacher. They kind of want to know that this person's not a, you know, a homicidal maniac that's teaching me. They're a decent average person that has a lot of information, and I want to feel like I'm getting it from a person I trust or would like to sit down and drink coffee with. Does that, do you think that resonates at all yeah, in probably, some ways? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have mentors, right? I mean, yeah. ultimately, Armando 
you may not like this, Armando, but, but Armando's a mentor, right? Of a sort. He's someone that people look to and say, he's teaching me, he's giving me something freely and a gift of knowledge. That's being mentored in a way, right? Yeah. You don't want a mentor that's a psycho, right? <laughs> you want a mentor that you can look and say, yeah, he's cool. He's, he's a good guy. I know, I know I can trust him. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Armando, do you, do you ever see in your career where you will decide to focus more on the content creation and providing medical education material rather than being more of a clinical physician? Yeah, so that's a great question. I I really want to, you know, my goal would be to do 50-50, do clinical medicine, and then 50% of it would be education, whatever that may mean online or as a, I, I would love to be, you know, I'd love to do lecturing and um, at actual universities. Um, Let's see if we can hire so. him here. <laughs> we'll get him to Ohio University. Wouldn't that be awesome? Presentations that'd be so cool. Let's steal them. Let's steal them from Australia and bring them to Ohio. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna talk to the dean right now. (laughs) Chicole, do you you have a? Do you have a? uh, Any questions? Um, you said earlier that you have like usually make a list of threes, um, things that you want to do. How do you like pick and choose some of the topics that you like to present to your audience? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I mean, some of the things I would choose would be. If I'm on the like now that I'm a, like that I'm working in the hospital, you know, I would be I would be at a particular rotation and I wouldn't understand or I forgot about a certain topic, be it anatomy, be it physiology, or be it a particular disease or even medication. I want to I want to study it because I want to remember it, and so mm-hmm. I would come home. Oh, that would be one of the things I want to do. So the one on um, diabetes insipidus, which you just watched, uh, <laughs> Ryan. Um, so interestingly, I, I actually initially I initially wanted to do videos on SIADH, which is okay. sec, you know inappropriate secretion of ADH, um, because I was in aged care and a lot of aged care people had low sodium levels, and so I wanted to do SIADH. So I did it, but then I thought if I do SIADH, I have to do diabetes insipidus, and so <laughs> I did that. So you know, it's all this you know. It's I wanted to cover you know the whole topic. Yeah. Um, how would you, I guess, um, mentor someone who is looking to provide medical education content, either in illustrations or any kind of other platform they choose to go through? Oh, great question. How would I mentor them? I think it would depend on what they were interested in. So, I mean, if they if they liked illustrations, if they like to make their own videos if they want to learn, if they want to know how to talk, present, or, or teach, give tutorials, give lectures, it just depends on what, what really they want to do. How would I mentor them? Well, I would, if it was me personally, obviously, if it's illustrations, I would love to give, you know, feedback, just, you know, what, you know, how they could improve. If it's videos, I could give them, offer them a range of ways on how to do it, especially now. I mean, drawing is one way, but you can always have an iPad, you can you can record yourself on a whiteboard. There's all these different ways. Um, if it was teaching, you know, I would definitely tell them, you know, how I would do a class. And I think I would tell them that, you know, you should target, you know, different aspects, you know, different ways, uh, different learning methods, sorry, you know, visuals, auditory, um, tactile, all these different things. So I guess, I mean, I would just give them my own personal experience, which is not that much. Obviously, there's a lot of, a lot more experienced people out there. But, you know, I'd give them what I think would be. 
helpful. Yeah. I have a process question following up to, to Ryan. So your narration yeah. is clean, Armando. Do you, are you, are you, what are you editing on? Are you editing on Final Cut? Are you editing on, yeah, we're, because I'm in, cause your audio clips, there's no stuttering, there's no stammering. So multiple takes, what are you doing to get that kind of quality yeah. out of your production? So uh, this is a, so funny story. At the very, when I first started, so this was a biomedical science degree. When I first did etanocept, when I did a few immunology topics, and when I did some renin angiotensin aldosterone system, I, like, I remember this. I remembered, this is such a weird thing I did, but I would literally like look at the video and after, so, so I would upload the video on my movie soft, editing software, which is like iMovie mainly, iMovie. Um, and I would watch the video and I would sort of remember what I drew and I would sort of create a narration in my head. And it came to a point where I knew what would come next and it would flow. And so I would just be narrating live. But now, like for the past few years, I've, I've obviously changed that. I'm now actually looking at my video. When I upload it on iMovie, I would type the script mm -hmm. like off the video. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would use that... Um, not not a full script, maybe dot points, and then I would use that as a, um, um, you know, as a, as essentially a script. And if there are any ums and ahs and stutterings, I would edit that out using iMovie. Yeah, so syncing syncing your narration up to your video is a bit of a challenge. Probably not awful for you now because you have a production process, but that that takes a little bit of work, doesn't it? It does take a work, and that that's part of the six hours I was talking about. Yeah. Per video. Yeah. Armando, have you uh, ever thought about adding like a different aspect to your illustrations? I don't know, something like some kind of questions built into it um, to kind of get like practice on how it could be shown in a question or something like that or anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I have actually. I've always thought about, you know, adding quizzes and stuff like that, but I've just didn't, I just never done it. Um, I've always, I've, I'm trying to integrate my videos uh, to my website, especially the diseases and things, because okay. I want to sort of create all these, I want to add on all these features on the website, which will complement the videos. So this includes quizzes, um, as an example, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've just kept it really original to be honest. I haven't really added anything else. Um, it's probably like it's it's a great idea. I mean, obviously, making it interactive would be great. And I think, you know, going back to the case, you know, um, creating like a uh, creating a new uh, feature, like going through a case from start to finish with multiple choice questions, would be something that you know I would definitely want to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, as a, students watch your videos, do you have any advice to them how to best like study them and synthesize all the information you're putting down on the paper? Yeah, look, if it was me personally, I would use my videos. Um, I mean, if it benefits uh, students, you know, who, who don't know about the topic and just want to watch it first go, I mean, do it. But I, I feel like my videos are better as, re, as a revision tool or as, you know, after reading or after going to a lecture, if you don't understand it that much, maybe, you know, use my videos. So maybe it, it's, it's a different take on it. Um, so, you know, I think that's the best way to use my videos. Um, if, if you're asking me what's the best way to learn, I would, I would say, um, 
I, I, I personally learn, so I, I mean, I learn a lot drawing, that's one way, but I think teaching is, I think the best way to learn. Um, so that's what I, that's what I recommend doing. So, you know, after you watch a video, for example, you can try explaining a concept or explaining a topic to a fellow student or students. And then, you know, that way, you know, when you teach, it, it shows that you understand, or at least if they understand what you're talking about, it shows that you understand the topic or at least know a bit about it. And what the, what I, what I think the best thing about teaching is, is that you can get corrected. So people can correct you, be like, Hey, you missed this or actually, and you should be open about this because, you know, getting corrected is one of one way to learn, you know, you, you will remember it more, I think, as long as you're open, I think, you know. Hey, so Armando, your uh, your brain, your your avatar on your website, the brain that's colored, I think it's just a beautiful thing. And yeah. what I'm wondering is if you ever have any plans of taking your illustrations and publishing them in a book, because I could see students who would want to have those to color them or to make notes next to them and to use them as a learning tool. Is that ever thought? Have you ever thought about doing that? I have. I have. Thought, I have. Um, I think there's a few things that are stopping me from doing it, though. Um, Medical education. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to be a doctor. That's probably yeah. one of them. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, you know, as you know, as I mentioned, like my videos are not, you know, there's a lot of grammatical mistakes, for example, on, on each illustration. Yeah, but you're Australian. We know you don't spell correctly, so we don't, we wouldn't even notice them. We just know you're Australian. Like you, the Brits, the New Zealanders, they all spell differently. So it's like, we don't care. We don't even notice them. Yeah. No, fair, fair. <laughs> But, but also, I want to say, like, one of, I feel like one of the mistakes people do is try to branch out a lot. Like, uh, like because right now I have a niche, which is, which is YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. If I branch out from that and create a book on illustration, like, in, based on YouTube videos, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I can see it not doing well because it's, it's a different niche. You know, people sure. might not really need it. So it's a, it's a pretty dangerous venture, I think. Mm. Is there an option for... PDF printouts. Yes, good, good, good question. So I've uh, recently—I don't know if you guys know this. We don't recently, know this. Um, <laughs> so, well, I don't know if you. Well, I, I have a—I have a website, armandoh.org. Um, um, so this is a website I've created during medical school, and it's essentially a website that contains uh, all the videos, organized nicely. It also contains a section, two sections, one called diseases and one called clinical presentations. Essentially, um, diseases, you know, it, it's, it, talks, it's, it just summarizes or it, it contains my notes on, on different types of diseases categorized nicely with illustrations with the associated videos. Similarly, the clinical presentation section is basically how would you approach a particular presentation. So, for example, you're in emergency and someone comes in with um, acute pelvic pain. It tells you, you know, what are the differential diagnosis, what should you do, what are the most important things, stuff like that. Um, so, but, you know, the reason why I'm introducing this also is because there's a section on the website called uh, the shop section, which is basically where you can download uh, and support me PDF images, like full images, high quality. Um, for those who want to, you know, get it. So it is a it's a feed service, or is it a donation service, Armando? It's a feed service. Okay, and if yeah. we so here's the here's the more pragmatic question too: as educators, 
if we wanted to use your material, is there an option for that? Do we need to, can we use it under Creative Commons for education, nonprofit educational purposes? Do we need to go ahead and pay the fee and then refer students? How would you like us to treat that? Because if it's available as an option, there's some really nice content that we could leverage that saves us a lot of work because some of us can't draw. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, the, if you're talking about the videos, the videos are always, will be always free. Sure. I mean, you don't have to ask permission. In terms of the Well, images, you do want citation, though, right? Oh, I mean, I mean, it'd be great. Okay. Um, but obviously, I can't, I can't see whether people, people do it or not, but, you know, it'd be nice. Sure. Um, but in terms of the images, I, you know, I, I make these images. I, I really, there's, I mean, there's, I, I guess a lot of time goes into these videos. Um, For sure. I, I have obviously um, a bit of revenue from the ad, like ads that I play. Um, so, which is really nice, but there's also part of it, you know, it, it, it'd be good that people, like it'd be very nice for other people um, to show their appreciation, I guess, by, you know, I guess contributing a small amount if they want the images and stuff like that. Because I guess if, if I were to send images to all these people, it would give, it would, you know, I would, I would have to, take my own time to send images to different people and stuff like that. Um, but obviously if it's fellow educators, like teachers that require, um, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's obviously a deal that I can do if, if people contact me, if they want you know, large amounts or, or all, 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 all the PDFs available and stuff like that. Now, this is a really important conversation because as an artistic creator myself, especially in filmmaking, people don't ever see what goes in the background. That's why I ask specific questions about production. I mean, Armando's yeah. trying to move through life to become a, a, a competent physician. At the same time, he's spending six hours per video working really hard. And the only thing you have in life that's valuable is time. And when he's choosing to spend six hours making an educational video as opposed to being at a tapas bar, enjoying himself and drinking a pint of, of – you don't drink Foster's down there. That's a stereotype. I don't know what you drink down there, but you're drinking something down there. And so I think students and people who listen to this need to realize that comes at a price, right? It's a trade-off. So we need to compensate creators and we, so they can have the freedom to build stuff that we really like to use. And I just want to project that and make sure we reemphasize that, that there is a role. You can support Armando. You can make sure that he's able to continue to produce this stuff. And uh, not kill him in the process to where all of a sudden it disappears and we don't have the wonderful resource. <laughs> thank you so much. No, I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, thank you. Saron, you got something? Nope. How about you, Harsh? Ryan, what else? We got to, we want to wrap it up because he's got to go to bed. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a million o'clock yeah. over there, down yeah, I there. I just finished my night shift, so I'm pretty good. Are you? <laughs> um, Armando, to wrap things up, do you have anything you'd like to add to the episode, anything that you want our listeners to know about you and your product? Yeah, I mean, I think, so uh, one thing I want to sort of mention is that um, this past year, I've been trying this new thing called visualizing medicine, which is basically where I do presentations um, to different universities or conference or whatever, wherever people would accept me. Um, and, in, and in these and in these uh, presentations called visualizing medicine, it's in, it's, it's on a particular topic. Uh, I basically teach, uh, you know, a particular subject, um, and I would use I would use it basically all my visuals. I would use illustrations, walking through illustrations, and I would incorporate videos. But not only that, you know, I incorporate cases. Co you know, we we walk through cases together, and then I would do live drawings as well while going through the cases. So an example is maybe the case is on heart failure. Um, you know, we go through a case about a person presenting with heart failure. 
we talk about differential diagnosis using visuals maybe you know to understand why it's a differential diagnosis and then i would sh then i would swap through uh to you know live drawing on an ipad talking about different causes or complications of heart failure so this is a different approach uh, and, and something that i've been doing at universities and i just want to mention it out there to any uh you know, to any students out there or organizations, universities that are interested in having something like that. I would love to, well, be sponsored. I don't know if it's something that people are uh, interested in doing. Um, for, Armando, it's you know, Visualizing Medicine. Is that it? Yeah. Is it a website or something that we can access? No, no, no. It's, it's, just, it's just a type of presentation. It's uh, just you. By, it's just me. Uh, ArmandoH.org? Can we access, can people, can people can access it through armandoh.org, and I'll go in the show notes, but just to make sure people know that, that uh, I, interesting, that's very cool. Yeah. So, so I should mention, this is a live presentation, like it's, like physically live, yeah. No, I'm with you. What, hey, by the way, what app are you using on your iPad for your illustrations? Oh, Procreate. Procreate. You like it? I love it, yeah. Using it's really it? cool, because when you, when you connect it to the t television, like a big screen, HDMI, I... Uh, like only the blank canvas shows. None of the other small gadgets show. Nice. Like the, the colors and stuff. Are you using an Apple pen or Apple yeah. pencil? iPad Pro? Yep. Screen mirroring? Is that what you're uh, using to get it on? Well, no, I, I, I don't know what it's called. It's something through. You Apple actually have a hard connection into an HDMI port that's broadcasting that when you do it. Yes, so I have an iPad, and then I have like this iPad connection, which yeah. can connect to HDMI cable. Yeah, no, that's and that's where I do my live drawings. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I, the reason why I ask, I just got an iPad Pro, and I'm doing um, I'm doing uh, storyboards for a film we're working on, and so it's nice to know these apps too for people who are interested that they could get Procreate, they could start playing around with it because I think it's a very powerful yeah. platform for illustrators as well as people who are interested in drawing. It's really cool. Uh, what else, Ryan? Armando's been really generous. Yeah, it's been great. I think that's uh, all that we have on our part. Wait a minute. No, we do have one more question. Armando, what's next? Oh. Five years, ten years, where are you at? Okay. I want to know what you want to – what, what are you interested in in specialty medicine? Or do you want to be a GP? Do you want to be a specialist? What do you think you're going to do? Yeah, so I think currently um, uh, my top – I would say my top three would be uh, rheumatology, oncology, or – uh, pain medicine, pain specialist. Big brain medicine. Uh, because, not picking anything easy. <laughs> no, let's not pick anything. <laughs> Rheumatology is like a completely different dimension. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I have to say, because America and Australia, United States and Australia, sorry, uh, they have a different process. So obviously, um, here, you know, we do a few years of residency, just working mm -hmm. in the hospital. I, th I, I think it's different. Um, and then, and then you can sort of specialize whether you want to do surgery or physician, and then you, and then you specialize even further, what type of physician you want to be. So it's it's a long process. Yeah, we track pretty pretty rapidly in specialties. To and as a as a old guy, I was trained first to be a competent general practitioner, and I end up becoming a family doctor, which essentially I call myself a GP because I do a, a I do every ninety five percent for ninety five percent. That's what I do. So it's not entirely different, but yeah, there's a little more rigor in the Commonwealth countries in terms of their process, which has its benefits. Do you want to be a royal flying doctor? Oh, uh, royal flying doctor? No, it's just like the coolest thing on the planet, right? Fly yeah, around, I know, I know. go no, out to I cattle know. stations and save people's lives. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things, but nah. <laughs> not not so much. Like, it's very competitive as well. So where are you at as an artist in five to ten years? Yeah. So, well, five to ten. Well, I'd say five years. I'll still be working in the hospital, <laughs> still doing 
going through training. Um, that's where I see myself. Um, but also, I would still love to create, uh, still, you know, update my website, make it, you know, add the new features, maybe add those case scenario uh, videos and online sort of learning, interactive learning. Um, I would also, hopefully, in five years, um, actually, in five years, I hope to create a new channel, different channels on different topics. So one I'm thinking about would be clinical anatomy, which are uh, clinical anatomy, and one would be pharmacology, which I think is lacking a lot. Uh, on online free content that is um, yeah, so one of the hard things to really work on and something I want to get people involved in so that's a big you know shout out to anyone out there who's interested in drawing or creating um, please contact me um, in 10 years I hope to be a specialist and as I mentioned I would love to you know do this 50 50 with uh, you know teaching as well I think it's coming harsh got anything else I just think you're doing an amazing job for us medical students and uh, everybody else out there that's watching your video. So we really appreciate that it's free also. So <laughs> thank you for everything. Uh, Ryan. Well, thanks. Oh. Uh, really yeah, Armando, you need to send me a good mailing address uh, through email. I got something for you. And then, um, then uh, Ryan, before we shut off the 9,000-mile tube. It's 9,347 miles to Armando. <laughs> I'm not surprised you looked that up. <laughs> 9,492 miles. I just think it's amazing. I mean, we're talking to a dude on the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. In real time, there's no real lag. And, and he's talking to us through his artwork that we can just click on a button and watch. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? That's true. Right? It's just, yeah. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> where medical education is these days. I know. Good. Well, that's all the questions I think we have in our part. Uh, Armando, thank you again for being uh, on our show, and thank you for uh, yeah. helping uh, helping teach us the different aspects of medicine. Um, so with that, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, guys, thank you for joining us on Rotations. We're trying to bring you content that is interesting and novel, and uh, I certainly think that today's is one of those wonderful experiences we have to learn from another physician who's doing something that's not traditionally been found in medicine. But but amplifying and improving medicine in the process. And I just want to thank Armando again from the bottom of my heart because he's a busy dude and he's got a lot on his plate, but he took the time for us. It's wonderful. Good enough? Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, and good. I'll see you in the future, I'm sure. It's a small <laughs> world. I hope so, Armando. I really do. I hope you find your way over here sometime and we have access to you that we can come and just uh, personally thank you and watch you do your thing. And I'd love to see your work on uh, visualizing medicine. I think it's probably going to be really well, compelling. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, guys. guys. Take care. You. Bye, Armando. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks. Rotations is an experience in student medical journalism. Rotations is the weekly podcast of all things medicine and science and is part of the media and medicine family of me medical storytelling. The opinions and comments expressed on rotations do not reflect the official or unofficial positions of Ohio University, the Ohio Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, or the Scripps College of Communication. Guests on rotations are interviewed in an unopposed fashion so that their ideas and opinions can be freely expressed. Rotations produced by Todd Frederick, audio engineered by Kyle Schneider, and video edited by Brian Plough.
locations is co-hosted by a League of Champions of All Things Medical and a few people we pull off the street. Rotations is copyrighted and wildly welcome citations, tweets, Facebook likes, and other endorsements via word of mouth and social media. We receive all rights to content. You may use rotation, rotation content under the provision of Creative Commons, but you cannot alter or edit the content in any manner without express permission of the content creators and you must cite rotation as the source of any content derived from the podcast. We welcome any comments and you can contact us by emailing us at rotationspodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at rotationspcast, or by visiting mediainmedicine.com slash rotations.